0: Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley.
1: Some important agriculture meetings are taking place this week on the other side of the country. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture is meeting in St. John's, Newfoundland, in advance of the Federal Provincial Agriculture Minister's Annual Conference, which will begin on Wednesday. The main focus will be development, the next agricultural policy framework, which is slated to replace growing forward to next spring. President of Agriculture Producers Association of Saskatchewan is in Newfoundland. Saskatoon reporter Neil Billinger spoke to Todd Lewis about the new egg policy framework. Uh,
0: the negotiations have been going on for some time and we expect some kind of announcement coming out of the meetings after this week. But uh, to be determined, I guess uh, we'll see what uh, they come up with by Friday and see if they announce some changes or if it's a status quo or what's going to happen.
2: So if it was status quo for business risk management, would that be a, a concern or would you be satisfied with that?
0: Well, no, we've we've uh, had the position for quite some time that agri stability isn't very effective and uh, certainly uh, the number of reducers enrolled in the program in Saskatchewan has been dropping off. So we have some concerns that uh, agri stability has to be changed one way or the other, either wound up or... Certainly make it more uh, user friendly and something that farmers are able to access when we do have a wreck. And, uh, you know, with a lot of the situations that are going on this year, it's certainly not going to be a, a bumper year for a lot of producers. And, uh, southern part of the province, there's uh, a lot of uh, crop loss. So this is a year where agri stability should work and should come into play. But, uh, unfortunately for a lot of producers, it's, uh, it's not going to be there for them. So... I think uh, you know you get a year like this. It just shows that uh, a program like Anchor Stability Just uh, if people aren't enrolled in it because the concept is it's uh, it's not a good program. Well, then certainly they're not going to be able to use it if uh, when a disaster strikes us, which looks like in a lot of areas this year we're going to be in that situation.
2: Are you concerned that the government programs that are in place now or could be in place are, are not going to be able to do the job?
0: Well, crop insurance is one. Uh, thing that producers can use and uh, there are some private insurance models out there as well but you know again to be determined as we go through the growing season here and get harvest wrapped up but uh, it's going to be a difficult place for a lot of producers and uh, certainly the the backstop of the uh, federal programs and provincial programs uh, any work we can do to improve that is is a good thing.
2: What other items are on the CFA agenda?
0: We're doing a little bit of talk uh, this afternoon some committee work on carbon and uh, transportation as well those are two of the other main issues that we'll be speaking about this afternoon and some committee work. So uh, both important issues for Western Canada, that's for sure.
2: The Carbon Summit was held this past Friday in Saskatoon. Uh, What's your evaluation of what uh, was discussed there and uh, what happens going forward?
0: Well, we were really happy uh, for a meeting, uh, you know, in July in in Saskatchewan, spring season, haying season. And, uh, Everything else that we had, uh, good turnout for our midterm, and then uh, the Carbon Summit, we had close to 200 people there and uh, another uh, 200 people on the uh, streaming feed that uh, Western Producer helped us with. Very happy with the turnout and uh, a great bunch of presenters. And, you know, I think the, what we were after there was the politics of a carbon tax. We're certainly not in favour of uh, a carbon tax. Uh, We've come out against that as APAS, and i stuck with that position, and certainly the province isn't on side with a carbon tax. So from our viewpoint, I mean, uh, the politicians will work out, you know, where the tax is going to be or not going to happen in courts and all the rest of it. But from our viewpoint, we thought it was important for producers to find out what research has been done, what's on the table, what's on the horizon in front of us. And, you know, I think we've got some uh, pretty good indication that uh, agriculture can be a solution to the carbon issues in Canada really as a whole, not just Saskatchewan. And uh, so I think, you know, coming out of it, we are fairly happy that the, uh federal government, provincial government. I think when they look, there's some research going on currently that uh, really shows that modern farming practices are are really good for the carbon cycle. So we just want to get that conversation steered in that direction.
2: Was there uh, one presentation or were there some stats or numbers that really stuck out in your mind that you think that uh, everyone should know about?
0: One uh, presenter uh, she talked about the overall Canadian plan and really at the end of the day they're going to be short a a number of uh, megatons of uh, carbon credits that uh, are going to have to come from somewhere in in the country if we're going to meet our Paris Agreement totals and goals. So, you know, agriculture's got a great opportunity there. If uh, we're going to go down that road, some of those uh, extra tons can come from the recognition of uh, a lot of the work we've been doing in the fields and uh, ranches of Saskatchewan especially. I mean, we've got the Largest land area, and and I think there's an opportunity there to get credit for uh, a lot of the work we.
1: Todd Lewis is the president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. He's in Newfoundland for the Canadian Federation of Agricultures midterm meeting. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will meet with U.S. Vice President Mike Pence, as well as the governors of Kentucky, Wisconsin, Rhode Island, Iowa, and Colorado as he leads a Canadian delegation to a governor's meeting in Rhode Island this coming Friday. Canadian officials say the long-term objective is to create relationships that could prove useful should trade talks hit a rough patch and Canada need allies willing to speak up in favor of NAFTA. Meanwhile, the Trump administration is expected to decide soon whether to place tariffs on steel imports, stemming from an April investigation announced by the Commerce Department, or whether those imports are harming U.S. national security. Farm groups are cautioning the Trump administration not to open a parent Pandora's box rather, but claiming restrictions on steel and aluminum are needed to protect national security. 18 agricultural groups wrote to U.S. Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross this past week, stressing that such a move would be a disaster for global trade and especially for U.S. agriculture. They're concerned that Trump's plan could boomerang against other exporting industries. The U.S. is the largest importer of steel in the world, importing 30.1 million metric tons last year. Canada, Brazil, South Korea, Mexico, Turkey, and Japan are the largest steel exporters to the U.S. and collectively account for about 65% of imports. Chris Clayton is Ag Policy Editor for DTN, The Progressive Farmer.
0: If we're going
3: to place tariffs on steel imports, we're going to expect to see some repercussions from um, our trading partners. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think Canada is the largest exporter of steel to the U.S. Canada, Mexico, European Union, Japan, there were several countries that uh, export steel to the U.S. So if um, they move ahead, and it's not just the fact that they would move ahead in the idea of tariffs, but the idea that the Trump administration would use a national security Designation, which is uh, considered uh, very rare, you know, in, in trade circles, it's apparently one of those areas you really don't want to go there in terms of uh, designating something as a national security situation. Um, but if they do that, and we already understand that uh, you know there are going to be some repercussions and uh, the ad groups know that one of the areas that are always targeted is uh, is agriculture. So they are very concerned.
1: Clayton notes the U.S. has tried slapping tariffs on steel imports before and it didn't work.
3: George W. Bush in 2002, he placed tariffs on steel and um, it really had negative impacts on the construction trade. Um, we, we saw some... Uh, retaliation from trading partners because of it and they ended up reversing after about 18 months they basically reversed the decision because it you know i think there was something like 20 220, 000 jobs lost in the process so it can really have a negative impact on the trade industries the construction Areas that uh, really rely on all that
1: steel. Chris Clayton is ag policy editor for DTN, the Progressive Farmer. The market updates on the source 620 CKRM. Prices were mixed in early trading this morning. Durham is unchanged at 278.90. Feed barley also unchanged at 145.03. Canola is up 40 cents to 476.20. Flax unchanged at 414.25. Oats are down a dollar 66 to 165.24. Yellow peas unchanged at two hundred eighty-seven dollars. Feed wheat also unchanged at one forty-one ninety-nine. The livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM.
4: Heartland livestock market report. Donnie Beacock reporting from the Swift Current yard. Seven hundred and fifty cattle in our regular sale on Tuesday. Cow market reads higher. It averages a dollar two and a half. There were, however, a lot of really good quality cows and run the seal slick. Smooth cows 107 to 114.50. Feeder cows were lower at 95 to a dollar one. Into the heiferette trade, lower as well, a dollar ten to a dollar 35. Slaughter bulls average a dollar 22.50. Sales up to 135.50. The good smooth bulls 120 to 25. Basically, what it boils down to, some of the rougher bulls at 85 to 105. DLMS direct sales on Thursday, thousand pound steers 178. 50, nine and a quarter weight heifers at 177. With the dry conditions continuing this week, we do expect to see uh, some cattle coming. Yearlings that would normally move in September will be coming to town, as well as some cow calf pairs. That's the way it is in cattle country, heartland, swift current.
1: And now here's the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the
5: hams market commentary for Monday, July 17th. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Friday, selling a range of $204 to $210 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,200 heads, selling a range of $201 to $207 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending July 14th are SIG 3, $206.08 per CKG, SIG 4, $211.04, SIG 5, $208.56, Cash 207.06, Bricko 207.84, Thunder Creek 209.71 and high Life, 209.19 dollars 19 per ckg. Number one sales delivered to Winnipeg last week sold in the range of 110.23 to 141.09 per ckg live weight. Hams marketing cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 44 points with the daily exchange rate at 126.72. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.15 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are expected to start the week lower as the market showed signs that it may have experienced its seasonal high last week. Last week's slaughter was estimated by the USDA at 2.2 million hogs, about 3.8% higher than last year's and more than 50,000 hogs larger than the week of June 24th, which has likely marked the tight non-holiday slaughter week of the year. With the wholesale pork price weakness that was seen last week and the ideas of heavy supplies ahead, the futures market dropped sharply. Anticipating the Packers would start dropping their cash bids over the next month. Jim Smalley's
1: Weather on the source. 620 CKRM. Smoke from the B.C. wildfires has now reached many portions of the province, forcing Environment Canada to issue air quality advisories for most of southern Saskatchewan this hour, including Regina, Moose Jaw, and Saskatoon. Sunshine today, though, with local smoke, winds from the west at 30 kilometers an hour, gusting to 50, a high of 25. More smoky smoky conditions rather tonight. Winds from the west at 30, again gusting to 50, a low of 11. Sunny tomorrow, more smoke expected, a high of 25 and a low of 13. Wednesday, sunshine, a high 29, a low of 14. Thursday, sunny again, a high of 30 and a low of 15. A mix of sun and cloud for Friday and a high of 26. The normal daytime high this time of year is 26. The overnight low normal is 11. The sun rose at 5.06 this morning and should set around 9.03 this evening. Around the province right now, Estevan and Weyburn are sitting at 22. Prince Albert, 19. Saskatoon, 21. Swift Current, 20. Yorkton is also sitting at 21. In Moose Jaw, smoky conditions and 23. Here in Regina, sunshine with some thin smoke. More smoke blowing in throughout the afternoon, though, and 22. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smalley, I'm Drew Posty.